You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, so that's, John, that's a good lead in here as the Texans fall to 1-4-1 and one on the season. Four stock up, four stock down. So I always let you start. This is how we recap the game. Things we liked, things we didn't like so much as the Texans lose 38-20 to 20 to the Raiders, fall to 1-4-1 and one on the season. John, who's your first stock up? Davis Mills. I thought starting in the second half, Pep Hamilton allowed him to throw the ball down the field more than any time this season. I think I wrote this um, in my report card on, on uh, sportsradio610.com. I believe he had six or seven completions of at least 15 yards. This is the closest he has looked till the end of last season that he's looked this season. I think Pep Hamilton has a lot to do with that. Well, Ham- Hamilton does some things I don't understand, but Mills looked a lot better. I don't know the pick six against him. They were desperate trying to come from behind, but I thought Mills um, – the protection is good. The offensive line continues to play well, led by Laramie Tunsil, who's been outstanding. And and Mills should be gaining more confidence. He did better on third down. He's the worst third down quarterback in the NFL coming into this game. And they were 31st on third down, but they looked good for whatever reason. And he was rolling out, going to his left. He just looked like a different quarterback, and I think that bodes well for the offense against the Titans. I think that last thing you said was the most encouraging thing to me is he was making some throws on the move and kind of moving out of the pocket and doing some things that I don't think are going to be necessarily a calling card of his moving forward, but those are things I think as a quarterback you have to have as part of your survival kit in the league is the ability to get outside the pocket and move and throw on the run a little bit, and he made some good throws on the run. The touchdown – the touchdown to Dorsett was a throw that was on the run. I, the two touchdown passes, John, I would say were the most encouraging plays, not necessarily because they scored points, but because of the nature of the throw. The Chris Moore throw, he had a blitz coming right into his face, and he was able to hit more with some anticipation, and Moore was able to walk into the end zone. And then the Philip Dorsett, I thought he threw with some good velocity on it, kind of running away from his throwing arm. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm willing to put Mills in a stock up. He's – if the draft were this week, the Davis Mills replaceo meter is still very high. I don't think yesterday is enough for me to move off of that. They've got the second and the fifth picks right now, John. So they are they are looming and lurking in position to get that guy if they want him. Yeah, well, the problem is Detroit, if it's number one, Jared Goff's been terrible. They need yeah. a quarterback. Carolina needs a quarterback. I don't care how well P.J. Walker plays, and he played very well in the victory over the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. But it's what's worrisome – for Mills is Nico Collins getting a hamstring yeah. injury because guys don't just step up and come back the next game with hamstring injuries. All right. My stock up, my first one is Jordan Akins, the tight end, who seems to have made at least one play each each of these games since he's come back to the team three or four games ago. He's made at least one play where you go, okay, well, that was a huge one right there. Move the chains, whatever. 
Yesterday, he had a big third down catch early in the game, a fingertip catch on a really well. I thought that was a we haven't seen that out of Davis Mills, sort of the touch pass, the little lob with some air underneath it to to Aikens. You had the 39 yard catch and run and then the fourth and nine or fourth and ten conversion later in the game that subsequently ended up in a pick six a couple plays later. Um, but Aikens, we had him on the post game show yesterday, John, and he's um, it's, it's he's in a really interesting career path, not just because he played professional baseball, but, um, you know, he was he was drafted like four GMs ago by his team and, and four head coaches ago. You know, it's like he's he's been in a Texans uniform for his entire NFL career, but he's been in a jillion different systems with a jillion different coaches. It's nice to see him finally uh, breaking out a little bit here, playing his best month of football as a pro. The Texans discovered him when they coached at the senior ball and he yeah. was there and um, he has not dropped any balls. Get him the ball more. Yeah. And he can run like crazy and he can catch crossing routes and catch down the field. You know, before he would dro- have a drop, he wouldn't get open, but now it's like he, since he's come back these last three games, he's a, he's a different, player he's like a big receiver you know he and brevin jordan are the same players they targeted jordan four times he had no catches get the ball to akins akins is experienced he can catch in traffic and he can get the yak so pep hamilton davis mills especially nico collins is out get the ball more to jordan Akins. i agree all right who's your next stock up john damian pierce he he was on a pace at halftime for like 132 yards. Then he didn't get the ball as much in the second half, but he still ended up 92 yards rushing. He had 25 yards on four catches and showed something everybody but Pep Hamilton has known, that he is a better third-down receiver than Rex Burkett. Mm-hmm. Rex Burkett averaged 2.2 yards, not on mm. rushing, Mm. But on receiving yeah. 2.2 yards, and I thought Dario Bungawali, when he came in, he was so much better. Oh, don't steal mine, John. Head. Don't steal oh, my stock Never up. mind. Let's rewind that. Zip. <laughs> I didn't bring anybody up. Oh, you're good. After Rex Burkhead. But <laughs> I thought Damian Pierce, he, he gives his usual workload. He's over 500 yards now, and he caught the ball and did better after the catch than any game this season. Yeah, enough of Rex Burkhead. Like, honestly, enough of Rex Burkhead. Five catches, 11 yards. Just just stop it with this. And that goes to my next stock up, John. Plays perfectly into yours. Dario Gumbawale. came in. I don't know if you know him, John. He's number 33 on the Texans. He's uh, His name is Dare Gumbawale. And um, he may be one of the benefits of the Texans getting – Ultimately, blown out is maybe overstating it a little bit. But, you know, there was margin at the end of this game that dictated, okay, we don't need to put Damian Pierce back in there and get him seven useless carries. Let's let's reserve. Let's preserve the odometer a little bit on him. Maybe, maybe the upside of this is Daria Gumbawale got what on the stat sheet looked like garbage catches. But in those five catches. I love it when the the symmetry works out. Rex Burke had five catches, 11 yards. Daria Gumbawale, five catches, 54 yards with some wiggle, with some speed, with some burst, all the things that Rex Burkhead does not have. Please, please, football gods, please tell me that we suffered through the garbage time of this game for a reason, and that reason is that maybe Dari Agumbawale showed enough to where he can get some touches. You don't have to run Damian Pierce into the ground. And, oh, maybe on third and four, third and manageable, if you want to throw the football, you can throw it to somebody who can actually make a guy miss. Yes, 
hopefully Pep Hamilton will come to his senses. Agreed. All right, let's let's flip over to stock down, John. Who was your first stock down for yesterday? Uh, I would like to say the front seven yeah. because they were absolutely horrible in the second half against the run. Yes, they lost Malik Collins. Yes, they played without Jonathan Grenard. Uh, everybody's got injuries, and it, no excuse to be that bad against the run. Roy Lopez had a terrible penalty, and they just got steamrolled. They let the team down. I don't understand, and this was my column that I wrote for Gallery Sports, Sean. Mm -hmm. How can you be so pathetic against the run three years in a row? Mm -mm. It's almost like Nick Serio, when he's looking at prospects, he says, okay, is how does he play the run? He's awful. Let's sign him. And maybe it's this <laughs> grand plan to lose. They get high picks with their 12 draft choices and two number one, especially if the Browns keep cooperating. But I just don't understand. The roster is turned over. Coaching staff is turned over. How can you continue to be so utterly wretched in one area? Yeah, it's it's bad. And uh, the problem with that, John, like if they – if this team were one four and one because the things that are bad on this team are because of youth, where you look and you go, okay, well they they stink it. Let's say the secondary stunk six games in. It doesn't. But let's pretend for a second it did. I would say, well, you know what though? By the end of the year, you know Derek Stingley is going to be uh, you know through a rookie year, and Jalen Petrie is going to be through a rookie year. Jonathan Owens will have had a season under his belt. You know, by like December and January, we might start to see some signs of some things. You know, the offensive line, let's say the offensive line were underperforming. I don't think they are. I think the offensive line's been fine this year. Um, but if they were, you'd go, well, you know, they got first-round picks at both tackle spots and the guard spot. You know, at some point, they're going to start to play up to their level they were drafted at. There's room for improvement. Okay, they stink now, but it's going to be Okay. There's nothing in this front seven to look at to go, okay, this is going to be worth watching in December or January. Not a thing. It's all undrafted free agents, sixth-round picks, journeyman veterans. Um, when Jonathan Grenard is your calling card coming into the year, when he's the defensive lineman that you're putting on a season ticket, Jonathan Grenard, then you got issues on the defensive line and in the front seven. And these linebackers stink. These linebackers are... They are abysmal. Christian Kirksey, Kamu Gruzier Hill. We'll talk about Christian Harris. I'll get to Christian Harris in just a second. Um, but, John, this is I – mean, unless Christian Harris turns into Brian Urlacher, there's nothing in this front seven that says they're going to get any better at defending the run this year. No way. Yep. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so my that's a good lead into my stock down. My stock down is Lovey Smith's ability to to be coy and lie to the media, because last week he was getting asked about Christian Harris. It was like the media needed the jaws of life to try to get an answer out of him for how much Christian Harris was going to play, and the implication was he's not going to play very much. I haven't seen the snap counts yet for the Texans game. I'd be shocked if Christian Harris played less than fifty or sixty percent of the snaps. He was in there a lot yesterday, John. He also um, 
missed two tackles. Of course, he's got excuses the first time he played, but he fit right in. And Lovey, with Nick Casario overseeing the organization and constantly hounding him about don't give out one morsel of information, I don't have a problem with what Lovey says about the use of players. But that was smart to play Harris. Let him make his mistakes. Yes. Let him get better because they can't be any worse at linebacker. Kirksey made a couple of big plays. He made one bad one. Common Grugier Hill's not been the same player he was last year. And uh, there's a lot of talk about trading players at the deadline. You know, who who on this team is tradable to people want? There was talk last week, Brandon Cooks. What's Brandon Cooks done to justify anybody wanting him at this point? And I don't think they do that because they're so slim there. But, man, that front seven, if you got 12 draft choices and two number ones, mm-hmm. it would behoove the organization if Mills continues to play like he did yesterday, and not necessarily he's the franchise quarterback for the next 10 years, but allow them to use those picks on other positions and then go with Mills one more year, only if he continues to get better. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, then maybe next year you're picking 15th instead of second and fourth. And But this looks like it's the year plus. It's going to be a great year for quarterbacks, but man, they need so much help at wide receiver and tight end and, and, uh, and in the front seven, you could almost replace anybody. Yep. All right. Who's your, who's your next stock down, John? Jalen Petrie. I Mm. hate to say it. Jalen Petrie has started off really well, has missed too many tackles yesterday. He's the reason that uh, Matt Collins Caught that 22-yard touchdown pass down the middle. They're in two-deep coverage with Jonathan Owens. When you've got that coverage, nobody's supposed to catch a touchdown pass down the middle. And Petrie bit on the wrong guy, couldn't get back over. He ended up getting benched for Eric Murray. So that was Jalen Petrie's worst game, but he'll be back. I've seen him experience a lot of things at Baylor, and he always bounced back, and he'll learn from his mistakes. Yep, I'm not worried about Petrie at all, but he is deserving of being in that category for this game. All right, my last one, John, somebody you mentioned, Brandon Cooks. Um, as you pointed out, there were reports that Nick Casario has been getting phone calls about Brandon Cooks. doesn't surprise me at all. I would be shocked if he were traded, mostly because – it would be a huge cap hit to the Texans if they traded Brandon Cooks because of the way they restructured his contract. And that means that the only way that you trade him is if somebody makes it worth it for you draft compensation wise, uh, you know, first round pick or something like that. Well, Brandon Cooks ain't fetching a first round pick the way he's playing this year. Another kind of pedestrian game yesterday. He had a drop on a third and two that would have kept a drive going in the first half of the game. I'm starting to get worried about this extension they gave Brandon Cooks, John. They gave him a two-year, $36 million extension, and almost all of it was guaranteed. Um, I don't – you know, Brandon Cooks is 29, so it's not like he's at a point in his career where he should be falling off, and he's a maniacal worker. We know that. So I don't think his lack of productivity has something to do with conditioning or, you know, not him not paying attention to the offseason – but with every passing game that he doesn't make a play that's an explosive play, he's getting paid to make explosive plays. It makes me wonder more and more, is the issue Brandon Cooks or is it Pep Hamilton? Is it Davis Mills? What's the deal going on here? If they're throwing passes to Chris Moore and Philip Dorsett for touchdowns, they yeah. should be throwing them to Brandon Cooks. 
you know, that play where the ball went right through his hands, that was that was big. You know, everybody loves Cooks, great leader, great guy. And the fact is he's not playing like he did last year. The only good thing about this game, he'd been averaging 9.5 yards a catch. This was 11.5. Could have been better if he'd caught that one. But I don't think they could get more in a low draft choice for him right now. Maybe mm-hmm. a six or a seven, but I just don't see it. And then if, if Nico Collins – is out for any length of time, they can't all of a sudden be missing him Mm-mm. and trade Cooks. And I'm wondering if uh, Tyler Johnson's ever going to get on the field. He was inactive again yesterday, so we'll we'll see. But, uh, well, there you go. You're four stock up and four stock down for the Texans. Again, 38-20, the final score of the game uh, between the Raiders and the Texans yesterday. 